Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have another blast from the past because Kristen and I are taking some time to relax and rest over the holidays, but we didn't want to leave you empty-handed, which is why we dug into our vault of amazing episodes from the past and pulled out an episode from about two or three years ago, actually, where we were joined by Melissa Villasenor and Bill Dixon to talk about all the stupid things men say to women on purpose and by accident. And we also go through some great places to take women on Tinder dates and when is the right time to get intimate with a woman. Basically, we cover everything on this episode. And it was a fun episode, a great episode, and one that I definitely want to make sure that you listen to. So keep listening. Happy holidays. Women podcast. Uh, I'm Kristen Carney, of course, unfortunately. Uh, here, of course, with Marnie Kinneris. She is um, the owner of wingirlmethod.com. And we have our dude with us, Bill Dixon. You can find him on Twitter at Bill Dixon ish. Um, and he is a producer and creator of the show, um, How to Be a Grown Up which has starred um, our very own friend, Greg Fitzsimmons. It's a super funny show on True TV. Um, and Bill, you, I feel like when we first talked on the Twitter, mm-hmm. you mentioned <laughs> something. Your last name isn't Dixon or something? Yeah. And I was trying to remember why it isn't and how you got that name. Uh, my biological last name is Estramera. Only. That's kind of cool. Yeah, but here's the thing. It belongs to my biological father who took off when I was five. Okay. So I don't want, Yeah. you know, if I win at life, I don't want. You have a similar history to my husband. Well, I don't know the rest of your history, but that's his story too. And is, did he change his name? Uh, Yes, to his adopted father. See, that's. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. See, I took my stepdad's last name. Okay. So say say, a same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Stepdad. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you made up Dixon or something. I was like, no, that's, does it have to do with I like the Mason Dixon line? I, I was trying. Why to, would a comedian choose? Well, not like a mate. I know. I was. Name of I, I know. It made like, me question your judgment a little. Your bit. comedy. Yeah. Like, really, is right. that what you're going to go for? Yeah. But I felt like there was more of a story to you it. You actually than sound this, like Greg Fitzsimmons. It's funny because yeah, you do have a similar do you have the voice. Same, are you I have from a, the same place? No, I'm not from Boston. He's Boston guy, right? I don't know actually. I think he is. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's an accent thing. I think you just physically sound the yeah, same way. See, yeah, you're very similar. Can you tell me a little bit about this show? Uh, the uh, How to Be a Grown Up, yeah. which is on True TV. Sounds We're in our second season. It's uh, comedians giving advice uh, to millennials on how to be a grown up. Well, I think a lot I of the. That. Yeah. Well, we have older guys that listen to the show, and then we have younger guys because it's yeah. mainly a male audience. Um, and I think maybe some of the younger guys who listen struggle with how to be a grown up. For, uh, 100%. I think some of the older guys that listen have struggles yeah. with how to be. We all have struggles with how to be a, a grown up, right? Yes. According to my apartment and the state of it right now, <laughs> like I ab- am struggling. Absolutely. Well, we. I'm going to be very transparent. We've been on a break for the past couple of weeks. Um, Kristen's been places. I've been places. But I have a story from one of those places, which is going to lead me into the topic that I'd like to discuss for this show. So I was at home in Toronto visiting my family, and I also had a conference there that I was attending. Uh, so it was a perfect little getaway and I had free accommodation with my family and my sister was over with her new baby. I was there. My mom was there. My dad was there and we- Did start- you bring your son? Yeah. Oh yes. He oh, was there two as babies? Well. Yeah. So two babies, like the whole, fam- so the whole it, family. It was like there. not, it was free, but not like mentally free. Like you had to pay right, exactly. Price. Yes. So it was still like lots of children everywhere. So it was super stressful, um, but still nice to be around family. Yeah. Because I'm really around family being in Los Angeles, away from them. And we, my dad, I, I think I've talked about him before, like garage sale man, auction man. Anyway, he He's has- Jewish and cheap. Yeah, exactly. So he has this friend in his warehouse building, like where, where his warehouse is, that used to be a photographer like 12 years ago and owes him some sort of favor. So he had said, I'll come and do a family portrait for your family when, you know, your, your daughter's in town. Uh, so he ended up coming over. He ended up being fantastic and wonderful, but- Typically, things do not work out that way for my father. So when we got all the pictures afterwards, we were looking through the pictures and my sister, Jen, looked at the pictures and she said, oh my God, she's like, I'm so fat right now. My breasts are so big. And my father goes, oh, your breasts were bigger at Marnie's wedding. (laughs) 
oh. And right away, my sister turned and snapped and was like, like she couldn't even respond to that. Well, at least you use the word, well, no, breast is almost creepier no, I think, than I think saying, he said boobs. I honestly okay, think he said boobs. I think boobs is. <laughs> if he would have said tatas, that would have been like really strange, right? Yeah. Yeah. Titties. Yeah. <laughs> Any word that a dad uses for breasts, boobs is going to be strange. Right. I feel like boobs would be least weird. Yes. I think he said boobs, to okay. be honest. Right. But anyway, okay. my sister was like fuming. I felt something strange in my stomach. I saw my mom react, my other sister. We all had a reaction to this response. And we all turned our heads and looked at him. My sister snapped at him. And my dad literally just sat there being like, what did I say? What did I do? And my sister started saying, well, first of all, you talked about my boobs. To you, I do not have boobs. Never talk about them. And then she gave five <laughs> other explanations as to why that was inappropriate. The main one being that he was in some way saying that she was fatter when she was at my wedding. Right. And at that point, she hadn't had a baby, so she didn't have an excuse. Anyway. Was it true? Was she fatter at your wedding? Yeah, her boobs were bigger. Well, there you go. But <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thing, Men don't don't process it that way. They, right. they just boob size. It's yeah. smaller or bigger. They don't associate that with like gaining <laughs> Wait, weight. Yeah. Or no. any of the other 10 things that she associated with, which, which right. we t- I totally yeah. understand. But that sparked the conversation of, you know, what things should men never say? And I, d- I felt bad for my dad. I was angry too. But men I never just- say if you're familiar with the person or just never say all in general in all. or just if you don't know the person. That men should never bring up or never say. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I don't know what all the answers are and I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. I actually um, took a poll from, I have like a, some women that listen to my stuff too. So I sent them out an email and they've given some responses. So I'm going to read some of their responses as well to you. But I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Maybe maybe you've stepped on some toes oh, yeah. in the past and said some things that you stepped didn't on know were some wrong. Loops. They yeah. were really low to the but ground. But yeah, I'd love to hear what things you have learned not to ever bring up with women. I, uh, well, one time, <laughs> by one time, I mean several months ago. <laughs> yeah, several uh, times. Uh, I was w- with my ex-girlfriend and she is an, uh, is an actor and she went out on an audition and she came home and she was like, I just don't think I... I did it today and she just looked really tired. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you just look super tired. And she just like... Bald. Yeah, just completely fell apart. She's like, you never, ever tell a woman she looks tired. And see, to me, it's like, well, that's just how she looked. I thought I was giving... Real feedback. Yeah. Here are some facts. Your boobs look bigger at the other (laughs) wedding. Yeah. Like your dad. It's just information. As a man, I just go, oh, I would appreciate new information (laughs) that I may not have. Apparently, that's not the case. No. Well, do you do you want to give some commentary on that? Because I'd love to hear why you think that was. Well, I remember a long time ago. um, I was in a. I love that example. By the way. I was in an acting class and I went through this phase where I think I actually had an allergy or something was going on where my eyelids were really thick and heavy and they were like hanging lower or something. I don't know. It was a weird phase in my life. And, uh, and I, it made me look really tired and there was like nothing I could do. I remember in some pictures I was trying to take, I'd be like trying to make my eyes look open. And I remember being in this acting class and I knew my eyes were doing that at the time. And uh, in this acting class, I think it might've been like the first day and we were assessing everybody. And the first thing they were assessing me, like, who would you be or who would this person be? And someone was like, I think she'd be an interior designer. And then someone was like, I think she's tired. <laughs> and I remember like, I was really offended by that. You're like, I am really tired. I was like, I have allergies. <laughs> Um, but why? Why do you think you were so offended by that? Because I wasn't tired. Mm. So maybe your maybe your girlfriend wasn't tired. You know, so maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. So But what does it mean to her when he's saying that? It means it means you look like shit. Yeah. That's what that's how a girl See, the thing is like a girl when a guy says a fact, it's like it's a fact, the end, it's like it's wrapped up in a bow yeah. and that's it. But with, for a girl, it means X, Y, and Z and the overanalyzing begins. Mm-hmm. So Depending if I look on what tired, mood is that day. if I look tired, it means maybe my life is out of control because I'm not doing this, 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 and this. And that means, you know, maybe I don't work out enough or maybe I'm, maybe my job isn't right or I'm working too much because I'm doing a job I don't like and I hate my life and I hate my life right, because and it just spirals, and it just spirals so many into, different things. Blah, 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 blah. So I don't, what, you know. what would be a better way for a guy 
to say that? Like in probably nothing. Probably nothing. Just no yeah. words yeah. at all. Well, I'll, I'll You'll th- do it next time, you know. And that's the thing. The, yeah. the but it's hard to know when to say those. The things. dangerous thing with this and like what not to say is that then it creates maybe like a fake relationship where you can't really be genuine, you know, and communicate something that might be helpful. Like maybe you should start sleeping more. You need to start taking better care of yourself or something, you know, because then you're walking on eggshells. My advice is always to be honest, but with tact, right? So any pause is a negative thing. Like anytime that a guy pauses to like assess what should I say right now, it's like you've failed already. It's like you're basically trying to choose what to say to not piss me off. And like if I'm pissed off already, I'm going to put that anger onto you. It's not fair. But that's what's happening. Yeah. Well, being honest with tact is the way to do it. What I learned, what I've learned to do is when I find myself in those situations, I go, what do you, what's the thing you need from me right now? Do you want, I I literally, we got to the point where I just go, do you want the real thing or do you, do you need support? I'll give you whichever thing you want. Perfect. Right. But I, I can, I can give you feedback right now on whatever the situation is. If you want to hear the truth, I'd be happy to tell you, or we can talk about it later. You know what? I love that. I just support you. I absolutely love that. See, that's good because I think being in a relationship when you're looking for the truth and they're not willing to give it. Oh, I can't stand that. That's frustrating too. Like there's certain times, you know, post baby where I've wanted to know if my body is the same as what it was before because I keep hearing, oh, you look great for someone who just had a baby. I'm like, fuck (laughs) you. I look great anyway. But so that's my own insecurity that pops up. Um, And I have said several times to my husband, like, I just want honesty and I can see him calculating which direction (laughs) do I go. And the truth is it would be better if he just said, do you want the honest truth or or do you want me to make you feel better right now? Because that that on its own would actually make me feel better. The fact that you care so much to ask that question would would make me feel absolutely amazing. I don't know which way I would go. It would depend on my mood. Yeah. Yeah. But I've had a couple of times where I have like said comments about my weight or my body and my husband starts telling me about like how I could go to a trainer and all, like all of these instructions of things that I could do. So, and then I turned to him saying like, so you're saying that I'm not fit right now. Like that's all that I'm hearing. <laughs> but he's saying, oh, but if you're feeling that way, here are some solutions that you can have. And I know that it's like a caring, most wonderful place that it's coming from. But to me, it sounds like you're saying, get your ass to the gym, fatty. Like you've got some pounds to shred. Even though it's not. So that is definitely something to steer away from. I yeah, would say but as well. I mean, just intuitively, there's a problem. Yeah. I don't know if it's a, a male thing, but it's like, okay, let's find solutions. Maybe go to the gym. And it's like immediately the world comes no! apart. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to navigate. It 100% is. These are all great examples. And I wanted to read a few from the women that I polled as well. Most yeah. of these, I think, are from when they're dating. Um, so here they are. Um, these are things not to say. Why have, these are things that men should not say. So I said to them, what are things that men have said to you in the past that you were just like, no, like, do not say that to me. It's really insulted you. You become frustrated, upset, huge turnoff. So they said questions like, um, why haven't you gotten married or why have you not been married before was one. Um, Why haven't you had kids? But if it's for an older woman who's like, okay, I'm 35, why she's already thinking those things. Like, why am I not? Again, not saying that these are, are good things. They're just things that women get upset about. Um, things like, my last girlfriend was really sexy. Mm. Uh, things like, look how hot she is. Um, why don't you ever wear anything sexy? Oof. Men should never say she's really hot when noticing a good-looking woman and not compliment the woman he's with and then say she's younger than you and didn't have five kids. <laughs> they shouldn't say, how do all these guys get the young, hot women? Also, there's no one to pick from when they comment about being out with you. Jesus. Oh. These women have horrible stories. Uh, when the guy is losing an argument or just acted like a jerk, you are just like, insert ex-girlfriend's name, Another thing is my mother or any other woman is very good at organizing. Why don't you ask her to come over? (laughs) Um, Number three, for this person, bringing up the same woman's name, any woman over and over again. Okay. These are a whole whole Mm -hmm. bunch of different things. I think think the examples that we gave at the the top of the show are probably things that men experience more. These are women who are pretty pissed off about specific things. And I should have gone through these a little bit better. But overall, women do get annoyed with the things that men say. And I love the solution that you had for saying, what do you, I think what it's do you fantastic want from, too. Yeah, what do you want from me right now? Yeah, it's perfect. Wonderful. Okay, now I'm done with this topic. It's over. 
Well, I, I'm I'm Not totally. Like, I, I feel bad for these women because it's like that's why they're visiting. You and not to insult what you're doing, but some of those, some of those, like why haven't you had kids? I think those are just fact finding things, and I think those women are maybe a little bit too sensitive. Well, they're sensitive towards it. It's, I think it's also but, the way that it's phrased. Why haven't like why haven't you? That just I understand because I haven't from, met the right. Per- I mean, there's, but that's a, sort of a, for me. Even hearing that, that seems sort of like. I know it's coming from a good place of, you know, why, why haven't you had kids yet? It's really meant to say, like, you're gorgeous, you're awesome, you're wonderful. I'm so surprised you haven't like had a relationship yet. Something. Yeah, instead of, like, why haven't you had kids yet? Like, what's wrong with you? Something must be wrong with you. That's what's going on inside her brain when you say those things. So what would you say would be a better way to phrase questions like that for women if you're going on dates with oh women who are older? God. It's like that kind of stuff. It's like, why... Well, you never know what they're sensitive towards. I know. So it's almost like just steer away from, <laughs> find context clues, be a little bit of a detective. You know, if it's, if we're talking about dating somebody for like the first few months, I don't think that you just jump right out and <laughs> just ask questions like, hey, why haven't you been married before? What's going on with you? Right. Like that's, that's very aggressive. Well, you always hear that like question in like rom-coms where someone's like, why is someone so great still single? That seems yeah. like that's the question that they're asking. Right. So can't they kind of ask it like that? That's like the flattering nice question. Well, what, do you think that's flattering? Yeah. You would be okay with that? Yeah. It, it phrased that way? Yeah. Okay. I would be too. I would be flattered by yeah. that. Maybe it's like the bullshit sandwich. You know, like when you're writing right. emails yeah. to your boss, you're like, God, you are so beautiful. Why haven't you had kids? Because right. you're so beautiful. Right, yeah. You got a pack of between really good, like in the crusty, middle. nice Italian yeah. bread. Exactly. Well, being yeah. honest with tact. Exactly kind of what I, what I was saying before. It's like fluffing it up. Like, yeah. As great as it is to be extremely direct and completely blunt and honest, it is remembering that there is somebody on the other side that that may tend to be a little bit more sensitive than you are. How how would you say that a man could learn and understand a woman's sensitivity? Because I, I know that men do not experience the same sensitivities as women. Like how how have you learned to understand this over time? Because it Ask seems like you get it. A ton of questions. And everyone's different. And every woman, every girl I've dated has a different way that they like consume information from me. But before we started, you said you're not super masculine. Do you yeah. feel like you're kind of sensitive? Like yeah. do you connect with women a I just, little better? I, I, I'd like to communicate with, with people. Like people I'm dating, I just, I, I don't have much, because I kind of grew up, like I, we mentioned the last name thing. Yeah. I grew up in a very turbulent environment growing right. up. And so there was no time for like, the pillow, like my mother was like an alcoholic. It was just like a nightmare. And, and throughout my childhood, it was always this like pillowed talk of like, oh, your mother's just very sick. She's not feeling well. She wants to get better. And just like all that, mm-hmm. all that fluff. Right. That, that into my teens, I'm like, I, I, I can't, I can't do this. I right. can't live my life like this. So it's, I'm very much like, I can't do the bullshit thing. Right. It's so sad. Do you want like, the bullshit? Cause I will give you bullshit, but I just want to know. Right. I just want to know the difference. Right. It's so sad. Cause like you as a child knew fluff as like talking about that shit. And I knew fluff is like what you put on like a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> you know, like I had such a good childhood. <laughs> I knew nothing of fluff. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really, those kids, I just had straight up peanut butter and jelly. Right. <laughs> but it's so like in this situation though, for you and dating, it's almost better for the woman in a sense that you kind of had like a screwed up childhood. Yeah. They really yeah. reap the benefits of my <laughs> horrifying past. Right sure. though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know like, I mean, there's so many guys that when you have that kind of just traditional, they're just like, hey, how's it going? You know, and like they don't get any sort of depth. You have to navigate people at a younger age, right? Especially especially a woman who it sounds like could be on one end or the other. Like you never knew. It's not women, it's people. Right. You know, we all kind of have our own hangups and our own, you know, especially like I'm, I'm dating now and doing like the... Tinder, Tinder and all that stuff. And it's just like, 
It's all bullshit. Like yeah. the first, the first like week of interaction with a human being, it's all posturing. It's all. Oh, so tell us some of the things that you do because it sounds like you have it like down. So are there things, specific things that you do to posture yourself in that first week? I don't. I try not to. I just kind of, I, I, you know, you start a conversation with somebody and I just kind of go, go for it. Just go. I, I really, this is all uncomfortable and terrible. And first dates are the yeah. worst. I, you seem like a really great person. Uh, we should go get coffee sometime. And then I, I will meet them in a situation. And I, I, I think women initially, they're like, wow, this is, this is, this is different, but it's a little overwhelming. Because <laughs> I, I, really? it's too real or something? Yeah, because I don't, I have a very difficult time just kind of like fluffing it up, nodding my head. Yeah. Oh. And how do you do yeah. all these social apps? Uh, I don't, I don't know. How do you, how do you rate that? You would know better than I would. How do you rate how you do? It's based on you. Are you happy with the results that you're getting? I think you rate it on if you, like, I mean, most people would rate it on like, I got laid 10, you know, like, rate, or like, you know, I write to 10 women, I get five women writing me back or I write to 10 women, I get 10 women writing me back. So in terms of the people that you reach out to, uh, or I ask think out. I have an 89%. Uh, <laughs> 87.6% so like yeah. average. Yeah, I think. That's great. I guess. But then it's a lot of times with the dating apps, it's it's you talk to somebody for, you know, 20 minutes and then you get into the logistics of like, well, we'll meet up. Oh, I'm busy Tuesday. Well, we could do this right. Wednesday. And then. They should have a calendar app that's also part of. Oh, that's a good idea. Apps. Wow. Wow. That is a really that good is idea. A profound, Don't tell anybody. I'm going to do it. Thing. Turn it off. Turn Seriously. off. Seriously. <laughs> that's a really good idea. Yeah. These it are is. the days I'm available. Get it fast before somebody else jumps in there. Oh my God, seriously, I just amazed yeah. Really amazing. If anybody's listening, do not steal it. Edit this out. Edit this out yeah. right now. Billion dollar idea. But I think that'd be great. So what are what other things do you use besides Tinder and dating apps? Well, there's that's that's it. I'm also a comedian, so, it's, no, so uh, I'm Are you witty of, on the apps and stuff? Like do you try to be or are you more real? I try to be. Yeah. Uh just because that's that's that tells you a lot about a person. Yeah. I mean she there's, can banter. Yeah. And to me, there's nothing sexier than a funny person. Yeah. Like, that's it, right? Right. I don't know. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? Oh, yeah. Funny, like... Oh, yeah. Well, funny's my thing I need banter. Banter's my thing, yeah. If if you can't banter with someone, it's it's so sad. Yeah. It's incredibly unattractive. Have you tried to banter with some women and they have not responded? And that's like, I don't get it. It's perfect. They're idiots. That's the most ideal situation because then it's like, oh, we're not not on this scene. You won't get me. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, cool, unmatch. Is there an attitude that you have taken on to help you in this process? Because I know that a lot of people get really frustrated with the dating apps and with dating in general after a long period of time. Like my sister is in that state right now where she's like, I'm done. Like I'm not dating anybody right now. I need to take a break. So is there something that you tell yourself or an attitude that you take on so that you can deal with it? I do wind sprints, which (laughs) is like I will download the the Tinder, uh, Bumble, maybe Hinge, go hard for like three or four days and then I might go on a couple dates and I just delete the apps. Okay. I just like take them off. Like, I'm, like, done. Uh, I'm done with this for a little while. Then, where, like, where do you take week oh, sorry, go on. Where do you take these people on dates when you do meet them on these apps? I fu- you got to do coffee. Okay. Have to do coffee. A lot of people are anti-coffee because they think it's not committed enough. Whenever I go away for the weekend, I never have any idea which bag to take with me. I either have my boring black suitcase that I got from Target that everyone else has, or I can take this dingy old duffel bag that I got from my parents' basement years and years ago. And honestly, I usually go duffel bag because it's a weekend trip. It makes more sense to have a duffel bag and not a suitcase. And now I don't really have to choose between the crummy duffel bag and the suitcase because I got a baboon duffel bag. And baboon makes technical duffel bags for all of life's adventures. They're waterproof, tearproof, durable, but also stylish duffel bags. And they come with free shipping and a lifetime guarantee. And they come in two sizes, a small for carrying on and a large to check. Both sizes can be stuffed in a trunk carried on your back, or dragged wherever your adventure takes you. See why Condé Nast Traveler is calling it the ultimate weekender. I'm going to become the ultimate weekender now that I've got my baboon bag. So visit baboontothemoon.com and enter promo code WOMEN to receive 10% off of your purchase. That's baboontothemoon.com, code WOMEN. baboontothemoon.com, code WOMEN. 
That's exactly. I think for the Tinder, truth. those are those are appropriate. Like if you know somebody, you're being set up through friends. It's from the office, whatever. Then you you can escalate to like a better date that involves more time. But I think when you're meeting on these things where people yeah, are just like going so through so fast, I think I think coffee, coffee is appropriate or other I, things that are short term. I think coffee too is a good way because like I know for me it takes a lot of energy to talk to another human being. So <laughs> if we can work. get coffee, it's like perfect. I, I like at least get enough energy to be like, hey. You know, Um, but uh, I think coffee too is a good way with Tinder to avoid the necessary or to avoid the feeling of, oh, we have to hook up because if you're at night, because I was just talking to a friend of mine and she was saying she was on Tinder and she's like, I didn't realize it was such a hookup app because I went, we were, I was like, I went out with a guy and he basically, she's like, I felt like he was like getting like rapey. And so she's Oof. like, I, I just delete, deleted really? Tinder. Yeah. She's what, like, what do you mean rapey? We went out. She's like, we went out for dinner. And she's like, and we were like sitting in a park afterward and he basically started like undoing my pants. No. Holy. Yeah. And really? Yeah. She's like, and then I just deleted the app. So she slept with him, but he deleted the app. She didn't sleep no, with him. Just kidding. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I mean, they, that's horrible. He, well, I mean, he. But that's a horrible situation. We can yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. That so, but I mean, like episode, coffee during the day, like, you know, if you're, if you're in a day, day lit park, it's like more uncomfortable for, for a guy to be like, you know, what, I'm just going to do these pants in the light. So. Also, besides the rapey thing, which is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I also, here's what I, I one time I, I met a girl on the machine. Uh, we talked for like five minutes. I met her for dinner. Uh-huh. A dinner date. Yeah. And we go in, we sit down, the waiter comes over to pour our water. <gasps> Melissa. <laughs> um, anyway, so the waiter comes over, goes to pour water in her water glass, and she immediately puts her hand over the water glass and like screams, "Is this is this filtered water?" And it's oh, like in that moment, yeah, I know you're, you're, oh, it's over. This person is a nightmare person. Nightmare. And then there I am. Yeah. Just, here comes the burrata. Yeah. We're doing appetizers. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like we're in it for wow. two hours, and just like immediately, I knew this is oh, the, the worst. Is, if you're that type of person, at least you know it's funny. It's it's like. She's wondering if the water's filtered, yet she can't turn on her own filter yeah. and be like, you know what? I'm not going to ask about the filter tonight. Maybe I'll but save it for next. some other guy would be like, I like that you asked that question. I was thinking exactly the same thing. I wanted to uh, welcome Ugh, our other guest who just in walked hell. in who was a little bit late. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's cool. I thought you were early. I thought you were early. I was like, oh, she's early. I know. I do all the time. Oh. It's bad. Oh, I'm, no, it's that's okay. okay. You were coming from Pasadena. Totally fine. Yeah. I want to catch you up on the topic that we were discussing in the first okay. half of the show and yes. just hear your opinion. We were talking about stupid things that men say or things they may not think are stupid, but women take great offense to. So we were talking about, um, you know, uh, commenting on body weight in some way, uh, a woman coming in the door after an audition, not getting it or feeling bad about not doing a good job. And then a boyfriend saying, oh, well, it's probably because you look tired. So so things in that realm. Have you ever had somebody... A man say stupid things. To, I don't want to say stupid because they're not. They're actually like they're very honest. You know, honest, it's just like honest, logical, yeah. too honest things. for some people. Um, but for women, they are seen as stupid and offensive. Uh, I think when I've when asked guy friends like about dating stuff, like, oh, I don't think he likes me like that. He's like, yeah, we'll just move on, just find someone else. Like that's you're not helping or comforting me at all. Or is that under that? Umbrella? Yeah, that yeah. is definitely. I also that's don't like when friend. I when I share something that's really painful and they go. That sucks. <laughs> like you just—that's you, you're just. Dry. I hate that phrase, but um, I'll think. Well, because let me it think feels unsatisfying. That. When even Kristen was talking about it, and she's just saying like, <laughs> "You do. You want that fluff there. You want something to nurture you." I I always say you. I want somebody to commiserate with. Like that's, I want somebody who's like, yeah, that does fucking suck. And here's the 10 reasons why it does. And here's like why you too. are so much more awesome. And it sucks because sometimes you don't but want the that. the girls do that. You don't need that cheerleader. The, girl, the girl yeah. pals I wouldn't. That. I wouldn't say for men to do that. Um, you had, yeah. a, a, again, a, a great example in the beginning of the show to say something like, do you want the honest truth right now? Or do you just want me to support that's you? That's true. No honest truth. I always want the lie. And I, I, I'm gonna, I feel bad because uh, Bill's here and I know the mom situation is, but I always just... Call my mom because I know she's always just going to tell me how great I am. You know, oh, no, see, my mom, What's tough love. Like? Oh, she's my mom is the dick. worst. No, I'd rather have the dick because I'd be better off today, but I'll just call my mom. She'll be like, honey, you're, you're fine. You're going to be great. Everything's, you're wonderful. You're beautiful. Everything's great. And then I just live in this fairy tale world for the rest of my life and go nowhere. So. <laughs> That's pathetic. a good one. But um, I'm trying to think of, of things guys have said though that. 
Um, well, that's okay. We're going to take a okay. break and come back for the second half of the show. Do Sweet. some and properly introduce. And properly introduce. Okay, do overanalyze this <laughs> so you think about things that men say stupidly to you. Okay, sweet. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. So we're back. Um, so to probably, properly introduce our guest, uh, Melissa Villasenor. You can find her on The Melissa Show. So funny. Yes. Really so good cute. with impressions. Thanks. Very <laughs> cute. Yeah. <laughs> Check out her Vine and, and Twitter and all that stuff. She's very, very funny. Yes, all silly and some dark stuff. But really also, you know what I really like is that it's also real. Oh. You know, it's silly, but it's like relatable. Oh, wow. That means a lot. Thanks. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Sweet. I love it. Thanks, guys. We're happy to be here and to discuss hot topics. I know. Did you think of anything over the break? You're still stumped. If not, we can. you can... Something I think we'll put it in later. Yeah, something will pop up. Okay, well, we have some questions from our listeners. So we have a segment that's called Overanalyze This, where we overanalyze situations that our listeners are going through. Um, and if you guys are ready, I'm going to start. Dude, all about questions. Date, dating questions. Yeah, that's dating great. questions. Okay, yeah. sweet, sweet. Okay. Uh, I am Steve. A few weeks ago, there was a situation <laughs> that got me thinking about a woman that I have known since 2008 on a daily basis since this situation. I will tell you, this one, some some of the language throws me off a bit, but anyway. So in 2008, I was five years into my seven years of being in the Navy. I was in the medical community corpsman and had been assigned to the Marine Corps for three years. Amazing man. This woman that I have mentioned is the widow of one of the guys killed in battalion. I had gotten to know him a little. We were in different areas of the battalion. Initially, she and I started with an occasional text and PM. I don't know what PM is on Facebook. What's PM? Private message. Oh, a private message. Okay. Then phone calls and a visit or two. Then two or three months before um, I was to do a six months in Okinawa, we spent a lot of time together. It got to the point where we would make out in the bed and I even went down on her and she felt comfortable to be a little frisky at her work. Example, (laughs) grab my ass. Stevie. She did a trip to Italy for a cooking class and ended up stuck in Paris, France for 24 hours. And she tells me that I was uh, one of two to three people besides her parents she called while in Paris. One of two to three people. Yeah, okay. Uh, That she called while she was in Paris. So he's important. She was making a phone call to him while she was in Paris for 24 hours. Then several weeks ago, a couple of her coworkers that she spends time with outside of work got a hold of her phone. They were out for a girls weekend and I came up in conversation and, and alcohol was involved. They mentioned that I was mentioned in previous conversations along with... About the, t- I had edited this and this is still what I came up with. I, I'm just piecing it together. Uh, the time we spent together. Okay, so their time together was brought up in conversation with these women. This time before, um, I was in Okinawa. Uh, was a good thing and they thought of it as dating. So they had seen it as the two of them dating. The subject of the two of us texting came up and she felt that there was an awkwardness between us and wanted to forget the event. Two things were brought up that I need to change. Okay, so this woman has brought up two things that she doesn't like about him. Um, The fact that he smokes and standing firm on things at times. And he's not asking about that. It is more on how to approach things once I have made the changes. I've never really been in a serious relationship, hence the reason for the advice. Not sure if this makes a difference, but my brother passed away the same year. So want to think maybe there's a connection, but I could be wrong. Any thoughts would be uh, helpful on the whole situation. Thank you, Steve. Okay, a little bit confused, but overall, he's saying there's this woman, he's getting frisky with her, she thinks he's somewhat special because she calls him while she's in Paris, Um, but she has- She's like, you know, the croissants are really, really good, (laughs) but- I called you. Yes, and I there's called you. Here. Exactly. And I still chose to call you. <laughs> so there's something special between them. She's calling him. Um, and she has said to him that there are two things that she doesn't like. The fact that he smokes and the, the fact that he's a little bit too firm on things at times. But his question isn't about how to change these things. It's how to approach things once he's made these changes. Do you guys have any advice for Steve? Do you understand the question? I understand. Okay. And... and uh, I have a friend who just went through a breakup and she was with this guy for a couple of years Ooh, and she sorry. said, what is wrong with you? I'm very and, important. And she said, uh, you know, it's just like, I couldn't get over that he listens to pop rock. <laughs> and, and I said, you know what? That is just the thing you're using because you don't love someone or yeah. you don't like somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And so you trump up charges mm-hmm. because you want a reason for the things you think and feel. Yeah. But the reality is we don't control how we feel about things. And that's very, 
that's a weird part about life. And so it sounds to me like they were really into each other for a short period of time, which happens. And maybe she just was not into it anymore. And so it was just like, well, he smokes and I don't like how he feels about, you know, whatever thing. And he just, and, and, and he just, that's just part of life. And that's, you know, he's going to change the things, but whoever he dates next is, I mean, it's great that he doesn't smoke anymore if he chooses to not do that. But right. this is going to come up again and he can't just go and, well, I should stop it. thinking the things I think about things. Oh, yeah, I'm reading it a little bit differently. So that's an interesting response. And Melissa, uh, what do you hear? Yeah, I like that a lot. I agree with Bill. Like, you can't change anything if she doesn't like to fuck her. I'm sorry. I don't, I mean, they loved, they liked each other, but. What are you gonna go out of your way to someone should like you completely for just the way you are? <laughs> no, don't do that. I hate Bruno Mars. Um, no, okay, I mean, speaking of pop rock, oh right, he likes pop rock. Or, or no, you're saying your friend. Um, yeah, I don't think I, that's a. I just really like that. Because I've Thank done you. that to guys who are like, oh, I don't like that about him. Like, no, that's deep, right? I just don't want to ever go out with him again. Yeah. Well, yeah. is there a different level of things? Because these things are actually, I would say they're pretty substantial things. Like somebody that smokes and and I... I guess I'm I'm reading it differently with standing firms on things at time firm on things at times. Um, I'm sensing some rigidity and maybe like what we were talking about at the beginning half of the show, the way he expresses his differences or that he has a different of difference of opinion. She may not like how he does that, not the fact that he has a different opinion. That's what I'm guessing is oh. going on. So m- maybe not. I don't have more information, but I'm guessing that he may not be open to hearing what she has to say or he may put down maybe I'm bringing my own baggage into this but like maybe that is what's going on as opposed to I just don't like his opinion on x y and z and that you're too you know too firm on things I think anytime you're too firm on things without being a little bit more open-minded if you're if you are about um, to get into a relationship with somebody that can be troublesome I think to to compromise and to be in a relationship you have to be more open to hearing other people's opinions. Again, I'm putting words into Steve's mouth, but that's what I'm hearing. And the smoking thing is a huge thing where she's saying like, you know, from Sex in the City with Carrie Bradshaw. I don't know if you watched that show, mm-hmm. but that was a huge thing for Aiden. He really liked her, but he said, you smoke. I can't date a smoker. I promised myself I would not date a smoker. And she said, okay, I'll quit. Like, I feel like smoking is kind of okay too, unless you're like, I am a diehard smoker. I'm going to smoke. This isn't going to work. If that's something that is a huge value for you, absolutely, Bill. I love how someone would value smoking. But they may. I value cancer. They may. They may be like, this this is my stress reliever. This is my thing. I am a smoker. I'm not going to give this up. This is my number two value, most important thing in the world. If you can't handle it, then I can't be with you. Um, But I think that smoking is is something that can be worked on because it's not really so great for you. But I love what both of you had to say. Quick about, question. Yeah. Uh, what is sex in the city? Well, no, 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 really. I know. I was like, how are you advising people to be grown up if they've never seen sex in the city? But uh-huh. but I but I do agree with what you were saying. There's certain things that but you now, have to decide what you hold firm on. I feel bad for saying, uh, fuck her. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Why? I take that back. No, just because I don't want uh, But there are certain things through, where you say, no, this is me. Through a lot, so I'm sorry about probably that. probably get out of here. Well, I had I know, the same I, thing I, in my relationship when I first started dating my husband, and he didn't understand my openness with flirting and being friendly with people. Like for me, I would be at a bar with him and I felt very comfortable going and talking to another guy. And I was a very touchy feely person and he had never seen that before or had a girlfriend who did that before. And that was very uncomfortable for him. And I said, if you cannot handle me doing that, we are not going to be together because this is how I express myself. I can tailor it for you so that maybe I'm not being sex, whatever it is, I can keep that in mind for me. But if you're asking me to stop, I can't be with you. And that that's my statement of this is who I am. I'm not going to give that up. So comp- everything, I love that you said, like, if you can't handle this and fuck you, you have to decide what is you, what you own and what your top values are. But if it's something that's not that important to you, you, you may want to listen to what the other person has to say because they may be sensitive to those things, which actually at this kind of ties into the beginning half of the show. Um, but here is the next question. Let me just delete this one so I don't ask it again the next time like I do quite often. Okay, this is a short one from Tina. How can I get a man to love me unconditionally and spend money on me? 
<laughs> T-bone. Bill, what would it the take? The two worlds cannot oh collide. What would it take to make this happen? Oh, God. To, uh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tinder. Uh, she'll find love on Tinder. It'll be fine. Yeah. But, but how does she get a man on Tinder to love her unconditionally and, and spend, spend money, money, on money on her? It sounds like her value system is really in the right mm-hmm. place. Yeah. T-Bone is crushing it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's a terrible... <laughs> Maybe Tina should... I don't know. Of course her name's Tina. I yeah. Know. Seems appropriate. Yeah. Melissa, what do you have to say? Um... <sighs> Why do you want that? That sounds really boring. That does not sound funny. I like how it's it's like just having unconditional love, just like not enough. Why don't you have that for <laughs> yourself? Also, he's like, I need unconditional love. Also, I need an iPad. <laughs> yeah. I need- See, I always read these as like, they're, I always read into their backstories. For me, in my mind, I create a backstory for them. So for me, I'm, I'm hearing that in the past, maybe she was dating a man who was like super cheap and would never spend money but may spend in other areas, which may have made her feel like, I don't know, maybe that's, hmm. I'm reading into no, what, yeah, to a this sentence. Is, this but, is a benefit of the doubt situation. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Really. But okay, but Tina, overall, if you want a man to love you unconditionally, number one, you have to love yourself unconditionally and then you have to earn the right to be loved unconditionally. And that goes with time, with patience, with learning about each other, possibly not demanding money to be I spent think on you. Go, yeah. You have to go into the situation not wanting someone to spend money on you yeah that, that's number one but that's probably a trigger you know point. i wonder where that came from like where where this spending money means love because th- these two are equal for her that like spending money on her means she's loved so it, it's some i'm like going to therapist mode but it's something that's there that those things are tied directly to one another so tina i'd advise you to maybe look into that a little bit maybe see a therapist at at home somebody you can talk to about how come you tie those things together but overall if you want somebody to love you unconditionally that's exactly what chris was saying that takes time put out yeah mm-hmm. lots of below jobs and it'll happen there you go for you okay or 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 don't let him f- wait, fight for it. Right. So he's spending, hoping it comes one day. You think? <laughs> Just throw 20s at you? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. That's tough. I I don't have good experiences for that. Do you, really? Are, do you date? Yeah. No, I have, I'm not dating at all. Yeah. Have I you? said no. I have about two years ago, but it stopped for a while. And you were in a relationship? Um. Yes. But he didn't really want to be with me. It was one of those things. But we still dated anyway for like over a year. Wow. But it was Wait, bad because I was in love and love and love. Um, he just doesn't want to, he didn't want to be with me. He yet he loved me and so we'd still see each other, but it was good. Oh, that sounds not painful. Good for, it was really yeah. awful for my heart and yeah. soul. Um, but I don't know. Right now I just can't even, I don't, even, I don't want to listen. I don't want to spend money. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to talk. You need someone to love you unconditionally and spend money on you. (laughs) You're right. I do. It It does. It sounds like it. Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm I'm not. It's just not what what I'm interested in right now. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're having fun. I'm really having fun. I'm having so much fun. With Bill. (laughs) Sounds fantastic. Melissa was just out on uh, the Vans Warped Tour. Oh, you were my husband just worked on that what what did he do he is um he's in charge of all the production whoa for it yeah yeah he does yeah all the tv shows and live to web and stuff it's his company who does it that's cool do you meet any fellas out there because that's your type you like that was so my type i love i love like stoners and (laughs) oh my god i have tons of people to introduce you to that i just love i just love losers like that's what they're not losers they're more like rock guys tell me more about that okay um what is it you love about them just the edge. I love the edge, and I love the that they're kind. Of, it's like this high school punk thing that they never left, and I. That's a big part of me. Yeah. I really like 
that's fun and it makes me feel like a high school kid again. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. And I like guys that look like me, so long curly hair and <laughs> I just I don't know. It's it's cool. <laughs> but I didn't find anyone. I had a crush on one of the singers, but nothing happened. <laughs> you weren't into that? Did they did he know you had a crush on him? My, the know? friends on the bus did, but and Oh, so yeah. you're actually a part of the warp tour. Yeah, we're oh, wow, cool. we were on we had our own bus and we traveled overnight to different States because the tour goes yeah. every day in new state. So Did you do the Pomona one? No, this was all East Coast. So okay. it started it was in Massachusetts and then all all the states around there. That's even so in Canada cool. over across the border one night. Oh wow, you're cool. That was fun. I love that. Thanks. <laughs> so you like losers? Uh, just a type that no, I'm type. Kidding. No, it's not. It doesn't sound like yeah, it's more look. of a look. It the sounds look, like you, look, you like look. more of the free spirit, a little bit of a risk taker, somebody mm-hmm. who enjoys life. And yeah, like and have fun. And video games and pizza and beer. That's what sounds perfect. That's all I really love. That sounds perfect. Mm-hmm. So so many people listening to the show are going to be like, ah, how come You're there's not girl. more of you? <laughs> God, can you replicate yourself? People write in, they're like, I love video games and sitting in my basement. But what don't you like? Why don't so girls like, like so this? So if they're having guys like that that you've met before who who have this part of them, are there things about those types as well or certain people in that category that are turnoffs for you? In that in that category, what? If like have, in that category, are there turn-offs. certain things that that certain behaviors that turn you off as well? Like what, what things turn you off? So like... It, you're not saying I like people who have no direction, who sit in the basement and uh, uh, skateboard. <laughs> um, or maybe I'm putting words into your mouth. No, no, no. Uh, I, maybe. <sighs> Jesus. Oh, boy. It's been so long I can't even think of what what problem would I don't like. Maybe the. Like if someone was living that lifestyle and genuinely didn't have direction where they maybe really maybe weren't. no car or making me drive around making me do right. the work I yeah. I don't like I don't like that either yeah yeah um or making me like I don't like being like I still like the guy taking care of me but then so it's more like the then image I have of this big feminist side where I don't like you holding touching my hand I don't like like I get it yeah. from my I don't like that mushy stuff in public I don't want you to protect me from the side of the street. I want to stand, stand, walk on the side of the street. Yeah, so so I, there's a lot of things like I don't, and I don't like when people say, oh, you're so-and-so's girl. I'm like, no, I'm fucking Melissa. Yeah. I worked hard to be me. I'm not just someone's thing. I That's what a big part of me. I no, have I'm to work on way. myself. I have to. Just you know that I'm not, I'm in really, this moment, this is the most worked up I've ever seen. It, yeah. I know because it really bothers me. I don't like, I don't like that no, stuff. No, I don't like it either. I don't like It's that. funny. So it's like um, somebody who's on my newsletter list just wrote <laughs> me in talking about like for women he's like there's two types of assertive women he's like there's the really bitchy kind and then he said there's the strong kind who um i forget what his examples were but basically everything you just said was like they're strong they can make their own decisions they don't need a man to tell them x y and z but they still want to be taken care of they still want a man to a restaurant but they don't so i i feel exactly the same Mm, way sweet Hey, girls, I have a question. If a separated woman that I vaguely know texts me a message every day about her kids and mine playing together and finishes the text message by signaling that she is free, all in caps, meaning interested in me, even though I am not interested in her, even though I'm divorced, should I reply to her text and explain to her that I'm not interested in her her advances in a polite fashion, of course, or just ignore that part of the text? Thanks in advance for your advice, Brian. Hey. Honesty is scary, but I think you got to be honest. I think so too. Mm -hmm. As much as it's like, no, I don't want to do it. If this were a woman asking this and this guy kept saying like, oh, do you want to go out? Like we would say like you, yes, of course you have to say stop it. So I think the same thing on his end. Like he's like, okay, our kids can play with each other, but you're going to have to stop with these advances. But again, in a nicer way. It's it's, it's the bullshit sandwich. It's like, oh, you're really great. Great mom. Uh, I don't think that's something I'd, I'd necessarily be into right now. That being said, thank you for watching uh, Little Brian. This yeah. Morning. Just keep sending Brian to playdates with bologna sandwiches. Uh, Hopefully right. she gets the hint. It's like, it's a bologna sandwich. It's all bologna here. Oh, right. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm very subtle. We can't win them all. Incredibly subtle.
Okay, I, I agree with you. I think that's that's a perfect response. Um, hello, Kristen and Marnie, and any guest speakers. My name is Rich, longtime follower of this, Mar- this is a public event. Yeah, of Marnie's YouTube channel, Marnie's Ask Men. Oh, look at this, Marnie's <laughs> Ask Men Work and the Ask Men podcast. I'm six four, twenty four year old guy with social anxiety and a pestiferous. What is this? Pestiferous? <laughs> I have bugs Pest- in my place. Pestiferous? Pest- right, right click and uh, define. define. Oh, look at this. Oh, remember, remember, Bill, the, all the words on my notes? Define? The, the big look words. Up a, yeah. Oh, is that look up? Oh, definition. Are you on Microsoft Word? I think so. Well, now oh, we're going to have to move all these things away. Come on. Take 20 minutes to find this definition. Okay, not, no results were found. So therefore, something is spelled incorrectly. Okay, so anyway, he's petrified of women. That's what I'm, Oh, that's what I, that's what it is. I have never steadily dated, let alone kissed a woman. I'm scared of them in general. I'd like nothing more than to have a couple. He's never kissed a woman? Mm -hmm. I'm impressed. Have a couple of female friends and possibly a girlfriend. I mean, I've had female friends in the past and maybe a couple now, but I always feel extremely stifled around them, even the ones I'm not physically attracted to at all. I've tried to baby step this and overcome it slowly by every, Uh, trying everything from Tinder to plenty of shit to Facebook and other similar online socializing mediums, but I've had no luck. Because of this, I've noticed that my interactions are very coarse and and unquestionably awkward. That being said, I'm very physically active, boxing since the age of nine, MMA fights and fitness and nutrition guy. So it's not like I'm hung up in my areas of interest because of this, but it's definitely something I'd like to overcome. So social anxiety and being afraid of women uh, together is like an anxiety taco. So I think I have it's slightly worse than other guys who suffer from one or the other. I've been told that I come off as intimidating, creepy, rapey, what the fuck? This is absurd because I think it's the other way around and most times I ignore women so I don't start sweating and panicking. This is the ignoring Aww. is probably, you know, why they're getting those feelings because you're not just ignoring, you're consumed with all of these negative thoughts and that's probably coming across in your face, your body language. Anyway, I know women can smell your fear with their sixth sense from a mile away so most times I don't even bother and mentally pretend I'm alone when I go out to daily things like gym, groceries, work. Oh my God, I'm gonna start crying. I know it's unhealthy and doing so could lay the groundwork for some deep-rooted psychological disorders. I've been to psychiatrists and they only diagnosed me with social anxiety yet dismissed gynophobia. That's like a thing. Gynophobia? Yes, and this one I'm gonna... Fear of the gynecologist? (laughs) Maybe. I have that. (laughs) Hold on. Wait. Or that's what that means? Uh, no, I don't think oh, so. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> I, I definitely have it, though. <laughs> okay, well, this isn't a real thing either, but basically it's women. Their solution was sedating me on several different medications, which I'm not in favor of because of their essay of side effects, which could inadvertently negatively affect me in sports. Um, because of that, I'm turning to the actual dating and relationship expert. You guys, ladies, there's got to be some light groundwork guide or anything that I can use to push through this. I strongly feel that if I can repair this area of my life, I can excel in all other, others. I enjoy the jovial delivery of the dating and relationship advice, even though none of it has really applied to me yet. <laughs> We've covered everything on this wow. fucking show. Um, and I hope you continue to do it for a while. Sincerely, Rich from Washington, D.C. What do you guys think? Have, have, have either of you ever like dealt with anxiety? Friends. Yeah, yes, exactly. Definitely. So what are things that you've been doing to help you with your anxiety? Because I know that you, you're you're like way, not way past it, but you're way different from when I first met you. Yeah. Yeah, so I have anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, nice to meet you. Hey. Okay. comedians, they get it. Oh. <laughs> we get it. Uh, I, for me, number one, I think, um, I don't know if he mentioned anything about medication because he said they're like di- diagnosing him with social anxiety, but I don't know if they're giving him anything for it. They're trying to, and he's saying no because of the side effects affecting his sport. See, no. I think that's number one. I think medication yeah. is really important because I know, yeah, because I know for me, the number one thing... I, Number one step for me that actually started changing was when I went on medication. Really? Yeah, big time. So um, I would suggest definitely getting on something. Um, and then I would suggest getting involved in stuff where you're like, you You can always say this. I would say getting involved in stuff that you're good at, where it lifts well, your it confidence. Well, sounds like he's doing that already with MMA, with sports, with yeah, fitness. So yeah, I would continue doing that. Where are the that. women all in that? Right. right, there's none. Right. So um, I don't know. Beyond Beyond that, for me, it's just taken a lot of... A lot of positive self-talk because I know for me, like in therapy, like I have like a super loud negative voice. It's just basically pure like self-hate. And so I know like in therapy, it was like 
turning that voice off and lifting up the other one. And I mean, that's really hard. And I know like you, I'm not as dedicated as like when you do things like you say, like wake up in the morning and you say like night, like you turn into Stuart Smalley and you're like, I'm good enough and I'm smart enough. Like I can't, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, no, I I can barely like make myself a cup of coffee, let alone like talk to myself (laughs) about being positive. So like I, so I can't, like tell him to do those things. But I think those things do help. So, I mean, turning off that voice, I've just had to do that like in small little doses where Mm -hmm. like I want to, like I want to hate myself, but I'll have to just kind of like not, I I can't do anything where I just sit down and I'm like, I'm going to do these exercises. I just have to like slowly quiet it. I don't know how, but I just kind of slowly turn it off. Um, but the medication helps a lot with that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. That's how I started. Yeah. I, I basically wouldn't have done anything that I've done if I hadn't gotten on medication okay. at all. What do you guys say? I agree with the medication. Yeah. It's like eyesight. If there's something not right, you get yeah. fixed for, you get help with it. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I, I, would, I feel like you should you know, get social with, I've done meetups like art drink nights and I mean I've never met anyone but I've my art classes where you I don't know if there's speech class I don't know if it's speech or anything like that but maybe classes where you could get involved with people in something you're interested in art drawing music or something that's I don't know I feel like something creative would and girls love it yeah (laughs) well there's also um, some conversation meetups like where people actually practice their conversation skills that's cool they get direct feedback that's good he does do like the MMA stuff and the boxing. That's sexy. So sexy. So I don't know if there's a way, I mean, this might be like crowbarring, but like inviting girls to, yeah, like, <laughs> okay. yeah, like, <laughs> no, no, go ahead. That's okay, like invite girls to come. <laughs> I think like, so too, but there's, sounds I don't like know, there's something the else awkward. a little bit come deeper going punch on. People, but like, oh he, yeah, yeah. But if like, you haven't kissed a girl at this, at this yeah, point, I mean, that's which extreme. is totally fine, but it's, but it's, it's extreme. There's a stigma now. He's created yeah. an environment. Well, he hasn't created, but he finds himself in a position where now, as each day goes by, it's yeah, going to take by twenty four. Yeah. Why is this happening? Makes and there's worse. more and more weight mm, to it, totally. especially for somebody who's suffering with anxiety already. Yeah. this would totally be a prostitute situation for me. Yeah, this would totally yeah, be yeah. like a. I'm, I've said that before. I'm gonna have. Some, I'm gonna hire somebody for some money. We're gonna make out a little. Bit, oh. And then it's done. Yes. Then that's no longer a thing. That's this huge thing in your head. Right. Because now he's, you know, if he's honest, mm. the first girl he's going to meet who might be interested, he's going to be like, I'm really anxious. I've never kissed a girl before. And I can't speak for women, but I know I would feel like, well, this feels like a lot of pressure yeah. on me to like hook up with some guy if I am his first everything. Right. right. I would totally. I completely that, agree. I, that's great idea. Yeah. Hookers. Hookers. Yeah. Hookers, man. I think that's great. And there's other resources <laughs> out there as well that may not be like a prostitute, but there's other people who actually are, are coaches in, in that space who like help you learn how to touch, help you learn how, how, do, how to do things. <laughs> Where do I go? Start on Craigslist and rise up from there. But it's like there's there are a ton of resources. So um, if you actually want to email me separately, um, go to my website winggirlmethod.com and I can provide you with a ton of options of things that you can do. I, I don't know if I'm a number for a prostitute, but I'm sure you can find it on your own. But I, I think it's going to be fine. Yeah, he's I think like he's fine as well. I think proactive would, yeah. and emailing you. Yeah. And, and he's, he, he writes really well. Like it sounds like you're very succinct. Like you know what's going on with yourself. You're you're refusing medication, which I'm okay with because I he's actually- He's not the one who started the email with I am Steve, is he? No. Okay. All right. Then was, he's fine. Yes, yeah. he's fine. <laughs> I don't so know about I, Steve. Steve might not be. But. Yeah. <laughs> but I would, I would say, actually, I don't even know what his name is to tell you the truth. Um, but I, I would say for you, you know, there are, there is medication that you can take, but you don't really seem to want to take that. There are a whole bunch of exercise and coaching programs that you can do. My program that's called The Insider, which is on my website, it it has a ton of tools for you to help. It's not eliminate those feelings of anxiety. It's just calm them down and learn to control them and reverse them and reframe them. Uh, And that's what the whole first section of that program is all about. It's about discovering who you are, what your goals are, but then also really really quieting your brain and then boosting it in another direction. If you don't want to go the medicine route, um, it's a little bit harder, more challenging. You need to be committed to it, but it, it 
works wonderfully. So I'm, I would suggest that and then all the others. I'm going to go do that too. Okay, fine. I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Okay, I'll give it to you. I'll give you a copy of it. Thank you. Not you listening, only Melissa because <laughs> she's adorable. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for writing in questions. Uh, we are going to try as much as possible to get through most of these questions that come in. It's difficult because we overanalyze all the time. But if you want to write questions, write them, send them into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. I want to thank our guests and actually you guys can plug whatever it is that you want to plug. Oh. So Melissa, um, last in, first out. Okay. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Melissa V Comedy, and my YouTube, Melissa V87, Impression Singing Stand-Up Stupid Stuff. And um, I have a Kickstarter right now for my little web series pilot called Real Girl. And it's... Oh, that's cool. It's, it's uh, pretty important to me. That's cool. So go support Melissa. And Thanks, guys. Thanks Dixon. for having me. Thanks for coming. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and uh, all the social media things at Bill Dixon-ish. And, and that's it. And that show... Uh, how to be a grown up on True TV. You created yes. it. Do you want people to watch it? Sorry, I, I didn't create I don't know why well, oh, I, well, you I felt like you created books. Well, well, I thought I'll you take created it. it. I invented uh, television. Didn't you produce <laughs> it? And, yeah. <laughs> Writer, producer, performer. There was somebody who told me, wait, what was this? This is so long ago that they went out on a date and some guy was like, Do you know my grandmother invented the fork? What? Which is not was not true, but oh. Oh. <laughs> but how funny is that? Because you said you invented the television. Anyway, yeah. uh, that's not the exact same thing. But anyway, interesting. I'm like, she should go to Asia and I, show them with those uh, <laughs> yeah, jobs. Cool you don't need this anymore. I'm it's sorry, ineffective. I, I know. I saw that. Oh. Thank you. Okay. They're not I missed plowing their one. fields with pool cues anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being on this show. It was wonderful. Again, if you want to write in questions, write to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. You can download new episodes of our podcast every Thursday from iTunes, or you can go to the Sideshow Network and download them. You can go to Playboy Network and download them. You can go to my website, winggirlmethod.com and download them. Follow Kristen on Twitter. Oh yeah, Kristen baby. Hardy, and follow Ask Women on Twitter. I don't know what we're saying, but we may be saying not much. interesting, really. <laughs> yeah. All right, then do not follow us on Twitter, but please go support us on iTunes. Give us five stars for the show that we can so that we can stay on the air get more sponsors so we can stay on the air and be compensated for it uh you guys are awesome thank you for listening see you next week bye